Hello and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that is promising you a much better summer of Mecca next year. Uh, we have the short. We have the short summer of Mecca this year. Well, it, it's not uh, just that it's short. It's that every time everything for Gundam is like halfway done. So it's like, oh yeah, we 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 can't really do Build Divers till it's finished. I've not watched. I barely watched any of that series. I really need to catch up. Yeah. Well, uh, we're we're I guess at the halfway point for it. Yeah. Oh, that's a trailer for that, and I saw I saw a ferret flying a gun. I'm like, I'm not sure this is a show for me. He why is the ferret flying a Gundam? Well, why is his Gundam? Why? Why is his Gundam pretending to be a Votomes? There are many questions we have. We do not have answers to any of them. Yep. Damn ferret flying guns. Yeah, that that's that's all I've got to say on that. It's like. It's weird. And then, for some reason... Okay, so so we're going to get into Gundam The Origin. And I could have sworn Episode 6 was already out. And it's like, it came out in theaters at the start of May. But no no discs. No no streamings for us. I got the uh, I got the streaming... I mean, I got the disc pre-order I made. It said it is shipped yesterday. So, oh, that's the next week. Yeah, okay. So, gut, yeah, so Origin 6, maybe we... Loop back around to it. Let, let me do another episode next time. Yeah, maybe. The episode we didn't have time. Oh, well. Um, I mean, honestly, if we if we run short, we haven't technically talked about Gunpla in, like, eight years. I can talk about that. We, we've had some, we've had some <laughs> developments in, in how you buy kits, so maybe we'll, we'll riff on that for a while. So, yeah. I get uh, paid to talk about a lot, still. Still. All right, so before before we really dive in, uh, pick of the week. What you got, Jeff? Oh, damn thing. Uh, uh, okay, I just watched a movie yesterday, Blockers. That's the official title. The real name is Cock Blockers. Uh, I, I think but, you could get away with calling it Chicken Emoji Blockers. Chicken Emoji Blockers, yes. That, that's a little more PC, but still. It's about three high school girls who make a sex pack to lose their virginity on prom night, and three... Parents who quasi try and stop them. One of them kind of does, kind of doesn't. The other two are hardcore. We've got to stop them. And John Cena is in it. He's actually turning out to be a really damn good actor. Not so much in the action scenes, of which you would think he would be. Anytime he's in a comedy, he's funny as hell. Well, that like, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he fits comedy so well, but he does. I well, again, if he he's a guy with presence on 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 stage, as it were, on camera, and he's. He's got a sense of humor about himself. So yeah, like if, if again, if you can cut a promo, you can act in theory. Yeah. I always thought he'd follow the, the rock formula. Action star, action star, action star. Maybe an oddball comedy, an odd movie here, but action star, action, action. I think the, no, he, I think the rock launched he, 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 on comedy he, 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 more than action, though. Like, come on, like, what was it? The Tooth Fairy and, like, the one where he's a nanny? Yes, well, he, what do you remember him for, though? Oh. The action movies. I, I mean, yeah, now we remember him for a bunch of action roles, but he's also, you know, he played a teenage girl in Jumanji. Yes, well. And now he's... he's Details. He, he's, he's, he's you know, John McClane, but not this week. Yes. As soon as you'll be fighting Bumblebee, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say it made sense. I didn't say it made sense. Nothing about The Rock's career makes sense. He, he just takes what pays. Our future president, ladies and gentlemen. 
Scott, what you got? Uh, so I finally booted up uh, the expansion for Prey. Uh, it's um, it is on the moon, so you get uh, you, so you get to jump extra good you, com- compared to regular Prey, and it's I, kind of a roguelike. Can I, can I please, please, please say it? We're sailors on the moon. We carry a harpoon. Well, there ain't no whales, so we tell us all tales and sing this little tune. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of a roguelike, so you go through it, uh, playing through multiple times and unlocking different things each time and doing it with different characters and, like, trying to hide things for your next run-through in odd spaces so you don't just hog all the resources the first time through. It, it It's cool. It's nifty. I don't think Bethesda explained it all that well during the E3 press conference, uh, but, no, it, it, it's a nifty thing. Uh, I'm digging it. Uh, it's more prey, which makes me happy, because I worry about Tell Arcane Studios. They 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 don't make enough money. <laughs> yes, well, I'm very concerned slash intrigued slash terrified of that new uh, Bioware game that's coming out next year, the oh. Destiny knockoff. Oh, Anthem. Yeah. The the where the yeah, presentation like, was just jetpack floating. Yeah, you look at that and you're like, this looks good. EA has tricked me before and developed crap and then put it in a fancy package, i.e. Battlefront 2, so... Yeah. And if that sucks, and it very well could, that's the end of Bioware. Well, again, uh, another person quit this week. (laughs) The the lead... uh, God, what was he? The lead designer of Mass Effect Andromeda, having been um, level or uh, having been in design roles on everything prior to that, since, you know, the mech game they made that no one remembers. Yeah, shut it. So so he 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 writes D D manuals now. He he does he does D D supplements. That's what he does now. If there's a nerdier job I can't think of it, but there probably is one. Oh, um who knows? Just saying it's up there. It it it's pretty up there. And again, it's people just keep leaving Bioware. It's odd how how that keeps happening. Yeah. It's rare that you can point out the exact moment things started going downhill for a company. Like, when did it happen? Oh, around this time. No, no, we know exactly when it happened. The end of Mass Effect 3, it's exactly when it happened. No, no, it was the EA buyout. There was enough work on Mass Effect 2 done that they you didn't notice it, but it was it was the EA buyout. Uh, yeah, but for me, in terms of a game standpoint, yeah. Mass Effect 3 was good. Until... It wasn't. From that point forward. And from that point forward. Yeah. All right. So, um... Sailors on the moon. Bacteria. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, actually, speaking of the moon... Uh, wait, no, that was episode four. So, uh, Gundam the Origin Part 5 uh, is... We're gonna blow up the Earth! Yeah, is is the story of how uh, Loom happened and the one-week war and how, you know, atrocities just keep happening. Yes. My favorite thing, this sounds terrible now that I'm thinking about it, but my favorite thing about this episode is it gives a little bit of context to when they said both the human population has been decimated by half. I'm like, really? It looks bad, but it didn't look that bad. And they show the colony drop, like, okay, it's that bad. Yeah. Wait, no, this does uh, start the on colony the moon. Drop. This does start on the moon, because Cassilia invades the moon at the start of the episode. Yes, well, that's what Cassilia does. 
Yeah. And then they, they blow up an entire side and then they gas a colony and drop it on, you know, Earth. And, Sydney, Park, Canada, and Asia. Yeah, and we get to we, we get to see just, you know, life on the colony. Like this guy, he he's like in the ROTC and his girlfriend is sure sweet on him. And he's just yeah, sleepy. So. He, was, he, he's just sleepy. Kind of he's gonna rest by the tree and then everybody's dead. Yeah. Well, usually when you get those type of characters, I mean, you don't get any real story to them. You see them, hey, look, it's a mother and child. Oh, my God, no. Like, again, the, the whole just, thing oh, stops to introduce you to, like, four cool characters just to kill them off and then yeah. burn them. Very Tomino-ish. Although Tomino would rarely give you a good backstory for them. I think... Although in Victory. Victory. <laughs> well, Victory was special. That was that was prolonged pain for everyone. Yeah. Everyone dies. No, seriously, everyone. Everybody. Everybody You're dies. Emotionally or physically. And then uh, we catch up with Sayla. She's uh, hanging out. Um, where, yeah, she's she's hanging out on the Texas colony. And a bunch of loonies Things. shoot up the place. Well, yes, they're loonies and they're crazies. But Zeon did just drop a freaking colony, okay? okay? Yeah, they have a reason to be loony. They, they have a fair shit reason to be loony. I, I don't know why they had to shoot up the, you know, the, the, the Daikun house, but okay. Let's, let's look at this way. It's like, okay, um, they're now killing and slaughtering and gassing people and then dropping their homes onto Earth. Yeah. Um, live in a home just like theirs. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so we're just gonna shoot the richest guy. Yeah, good enough it's like, reason. <laughs> it's like if you drive a Nissan, they found out that every Nissan has a 50-50 chance of blowing up, but you have to go somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of stressful. <laughs> a little stressful. <laughs> yeah, and then the last half hour is just you know complete gratuitous CGI mech fights. It's it's just Char being yeah. rad. <laughs> Char going three times faster and blowing shit up, as he does. As you have said multiple times, what is Char good at? Blowing shit up. And manipulating people. And manipulating people. And that's people. it. <laughs> that's it. And, he, and he's really blowing shit up, and he's already manipulating people. Not many. He's, he's starting small. Yeah. But he's really good at blowing shit up. I don't know. I think I think the, the origin of the manipulator is when he gets What's-His-Face killed in episode four. It's like, oh, I figured you out, Char. I figured you out. Oh yeah, you should totally charge this facility and get shot by our own guys. I'll do that for you. Cause I get it. Uh, he's manipulating people before that. Like I said, he he manipulated the real Char Asimov. Yeah, pretty good. He manipulated that guy. He manipulated. He starts manipulating Lala to a certain extent. He manipulates the ever loving crap out of um, oh crap, Zabi Garma. Garma. He manipulates the lever-loving crap. I mean, Garma's friggin' Pinocchio there. Oh, yeah. But he, like I said, he's manipulating a few people. He's not He's not gotten to, enough to a you know, big, large group yet. Yeah. But, you know, he's working his way. But, yeah, blowing shit up, no, he's really good at that from the start. No no need for the uh, the uh, safety weights and water wings. Nope, he's good. Nope, nope, none of those. He, he he's, he's cruising along wrecking spaceships. As one does. As you do. No, um, I'm. I guess I'm excited for the to, end. Like we start to see the very beginning of Amaro and the gang. Yeah. And I, I like the way they record that. I, I kind of some small part of me wishes they just stopped. Said, okay, this is the end of the origin. We'll do something else next because you, 
you could stop right here and start watching the original movies or the TV series, and we're good. I, I think they're going to do, like, the day zero, or the day before chapter, and that'll be episode six, right? We'll see. I mean, we're pretty much at day zero. Yeah. I mean, Char, I mean, not Char, Amaro and his boys go right up to the front gate of where the Gundam is stored, and they get those guns pointed right at him and says, we're going to kill you. <laughs> they find out, oh, you're, you're Commander Ray's son. Oh, okay. It's um, fine. Just yeah, we're gonna don't yeah, steal oh, construction you- equipment anymore. And we're going right. to punch... And we're going to punch Kai, because, well, Kai deserves it. Right. Well, we need, we need to teach some people some lessons. Not you, Mr. Ray. No, no. We like your father. You? Who are you? Oh, we don't give a shit. Whack. Well, no, you're <laughs> Kai. Kai. You're Kai. You should be punched. My name is Kai. Oh, everybody line up. <laughs> what did I do? Oh, we'll think of something. It's okay. I mean, I- anyone does anyone Kai. I mean, geez. This is a weird thing I noticed about that whole Joyride sequence. That was a diesel-powered bulldozer. And I'm like, where are they getting diesel fuel? Why would you want diesel fuel in a colony atmosphere? There's nowhere for that to go. All the cars, well, What else are you going to bring a bulldozer on? I think, well, all the cars appear to be electric. It's a bulldozer. Ultra-compact fusion cars are, reactor? The cars, cars also look like shoeboxes with wheels. That's a bulldozer. <laughs> Uh, Honestly, look at the cars are driving around. I'm not sure I could fit in one. No, you would have you would have to buy like the special bubble canopy and like the the, the the seat extender that totally ruins your cargo space. <laughs> you, you're you're driving the Homer. That's <laughs> what you end up in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got a mental image of me in the Homer. Thank you, Scott. I really needed that. <laughs> oh, it is good stuff. Actually, speaking of catching up, uh, did did you ever watch the rest of uh, Twilight Axis? Twilight Axis. That was the, that was I'm, the three minute shorts. I did not know. Okay, so I'll, I'll do the quick Twilight Access. Uh, it is an almost good, overly long Gundam Evolve short. Like it's almost like this tiny, sto- really good tiny story about a Zeonic test pilot and his chief engineer who is a dropout from Flanagan, uh, and just their weird relationship uh, as they go through the One-Year War and into the various Neo-Zeon Wars between, uh, you know, 79 and the end of the La Paz's box thing, and them looking around Axis to find the wreckage of the Sasabi so they can pull the flight recorders, because they built that thing. Yeah. Uh, well, and, build somehow. yeah, well, that's that's it. That Well, no, this is after the Sinanju. So this is this. So this, so this is UC ninety seven. Uh, so I think it's part of like cataloging everything on Axis as part of the cleanup and dissolution of all the Xeon that happens in UC one hundred. And that's like a fun little almost like overlong Gund- Gundam Evolve short. Except there's also an actual fight where like the proto version of the Butch Concern slash Cos you know Crossbone Vanguard is also running around, and there's a jerk butt in a cool-looking Gundam, and he just shoots everybody and is a huge asshole, and it has a Dendro add-on somehow, and then it's done, and then they, and then the chief engineer and the pilot guy start a dry-cleaning business, and I guess they're happy. Something weird happened okay. with the psycho frame in the middle of it all. I'm, I'm just still stuck on jerk butt, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jerk butt? Yeah, he, he is jerk a jerk butt. and a butt. 
Just saying. It's the best insult you can come up with. I don't know. It's what I got today. This guy's a jerk butt. I don't I don't remember his name. It's got too many weird letter combinations in a row for me to well, remember it. God, I'm just saying Canadians cannot insult people. It's just not in your ability. Not in your DNA. No. It's, Give me it's, your best insult. You're a jerk butt. Oh, good God. It, it yeah no we're we we just don't have it we don't have it um no uh <sighs> what else is yeah no that that's twilight axis it it doesn't really make sense and the characters don't have any motivations or half of them don't and yeah it it it's weird and probably not worth the 20 minutes i spent watching it the other day did we ever talk about the second movie or second volume of thunderbolt uh did we do thunderbolt 2 shit Probably not. Uh, let me just pull it up. I don't think we did Thunderbolt 2. Okay, Thunderbolt 2. So Thunderbolt 2 uh, picks up, uh, I guess, a little bit after... Um, what am I thinking of? I, I get Well, a few months after the end of Thunderbolt as um, our, our dear friend E.O. Fleming murders everyone in, his, in the prison spaceship he was stuck on. While being buck naked. While naked. Like you do. It's like a screwdriver. A flathead, mind you. Yeah. Which is terrifyingly impressive. Yes. And he goes back to the Federation, brings all his buddies with him. Um, They put him on a new uh, force. He's going to hunt down a bunch of nut jobs in China somewhere who have gotten their hands on what's left of the Psycho Gundam and are worshipping it like a god. Yeah, there's, there's the weird Buddhist cult and their weird... Hacked together Zaku gyms that go underwater. Yeah, I mean this is weird. I mean, like we're starting moon moon co- levels of weird cultism, yeah. worshiping a Zaku as you do, as you do. And uh, Eo gets handed the Gundam Atlas, which looks like it wandered in from a completely different show. Yes, but I have mixed feelings of this. It looks like a really weird Gundam that doesn't belong to a, the Gundam universe. It, it, it wandered it, in from an AU. It is an absolute killing machine beast. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is happening round about the same time or right before Zeta. This thing would whoop Zeta's ass. Well, this is it. It's not I mean, even like, thing. it's like UC-81. Like, its competition is the Gundam Pixie, right? Like the All Blue right, Destiny shit or like the Hazel. Yeah, I understand. I understand, you know, okay, new new animation, new technology, new stuff. You got to sell but a new kit. A beast. The only, the only thing I will like like is, like, he uses it once, and then they spend the, spend the rest of the time in the fucking hangar getting repaired. I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, like, he wrecked it. it could be an, yeah, he wrecks that thing. And, you know, he's criticizing. I think it's, it's uh, his co-pilot, who, the first badass girl in UC timeline, yeah. not named Sayla. Um... She gets her gym completely wrecked, tears the arm off, and uh, and she's complaining, Where, where's my suit? Why isn't it fixed? And the mechanic's like, you tore the fucking arm off. What do you want? She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I did really break it this time. And I actually like the look of uh, the those, what are they, the gym S's? Yeah. Uh, what else? The, uh, the This series completely redeemed the high gog. Yeah, it, it gave us I mean, some high gog fun. I appreciate the modular arm thing. Like, I, that, I thought yeah. that was so cool. I would buy, like, a box set of those with all the types. Yeah, the high gog was really cool in this thing, despite being really stupid in the original series. It tried to do the same thing for the act guy with somewhat mixed results. Yeah. Like, yeah the act guy was still kind of cool here, but no. 
um, high gog was a just okay. Redesign the high gog, give me a high gog master raid that way, and I'll buy it. Yeah, and then it ends on the oh my god, Claudia is not dead, and maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Part three. I don't think they're doing a part three. I think I think we you just have to buy the manga. Yeah, which is odd. You think they'd you know, lead on that soap opera style cliffhanger? It's like, yeah, give us a, give us a trilogy. Come on. Like I was expecting the. I I was expecting to see an announcement for part three by now, and instead we're getting narrative like Gundam NT, whatever that is. That yeah, I'm still confused on what the hell's going on there. I I would not be surprised if it's following one character into, like, the post-Zeon era, like, basically picking up from UC-97 and then following it into, I guess, the end of what, you know, the the end of the Federation Zeon fights and maybe the end of our discussions about what new types are, because, again, by the time you get to uh, F-91, it's like, you know, they used to call guys like you new types. Of course. The, right. Yeah, like... How, how do you and the end of Unicorn? You know, posited you know new types are about to reach the next stage of their evolution, becoming something else entirely. We fast forward F ninety one, like yeah, they're gone. Where'd they go? <laughs> and, and maybe that's the story. Maybe it is the story of how all the new types left. Uh, we're good. We're gonna go off and build the turn future. But anyway, we're we're gonna become energy beings, or you know, conquer Jupiter. Wait, no, we, <laughs> we know what happened to Jupiter. No. Saturn. No, no, we don't go to Jupiter. Jupiter's a bad place. Jupiter's bad. Yeah, we don't. And we also learned in we also learned in G Reco, Venus is really bad. We don't want to go there either. Don't go to Venus. Yeah. But yeah, the Thunderbolt Two was a lot of fun. I like I said, it had the story was a little odd and all over the place, but the mech battles were kicking ass, and that's what I enjoyed most about Thunderbolt One too. Like the story was a little weird, creepy at times, but the, the, the battles were kick ass. Yeah. So yeah, if you want you want your nice mech battles. You want some good old-fashioned mech porn? Here you go. Yeah, you want to, you want to see some guys get smacked around. You want you want to see underwater suits get a bit of love. There you go. Yeah, if you're if you're an underwater Xeon fan, ooh, you're gonna have fun with this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Um. Are you buying? Are you keeping up with the manga at all? Like, are you buying uh, Glory to the Losers? I have not. No. It is. It's like Gundam Wing, but more condensed. Ah. And it's like so Gundam. Well, it, it, they're, they're, like, it, I'm, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what it's supposed to be adding to my experience of Gundam Wing a lot of the time. It's, it's, I mean, obviously we're getting weird add-on packs for, you know, the Katoki versions of, you know, the Heavy Arms and the Sand Rocks, so they have crazy missiles and, like, tilt roll rotor copter add-ons, and I'm like, this is... Fine, but is you're you're just hitting the exact same plot points, but finding ways to fold in stuff from episode zero. So while while we're just sort of hitting small topics for Gundam, um, it's been a few years, like eight, since we talked about Gunpla way back in episode like four. <laughs> and I'm still here talking about Gunpla. So so there's amazing. Been, so so there's been some changes since then. Um, so, uh, RE100s are a thing now, or they were always kind of a thing, but now they're better. Like, the idea of not yeah. quite a master grade, not a little more than a high grade in 100 scale, and just for weirder kits, weirder things that you wouldn't see normally. Yeah, I'm kind of in a mixed bag with RE100s, because 
there are certain things I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's an RE100. And there's certain things like, no, do it. Right. I wanted my master grade bottle. Damn it. Well, also, there's so few of them in a year, though, right? I mean, the, the gun. I mean, the gun cannon detector. That's just weird enough. That, okay, yeah, that doesn't deserve a master grade. Yeah. But at the same time, there are certain kits like Nightingale. You couldn't make as a master grade. It wouldn't be feasible. Oh, yeah. No, that's but then they made heavy. the detector, and you're like, well, maybe it was. I don't know. I think At the same time, Nightingale is a brick that will move, as is the Deep Striker. Yeah. I, I think the Deep Striker came about from the fact that they still sell. They still sell the stupid excess. Like, you know what? We still got it there. We just add on a buttload of plastic and make it really big and over the top. Yeah. Which I agree with, but at the same time, you use four friggin' colors. Yeah. For a kit the size of a microwave. You couldn't use more than that three colors. Really. Really. Like, how, how cheap are you? How, like, the thing already runs how many yen? How, what, what's this thing running yen? 200,000? Yeah. It's about, it's gonna cost you just a hair over, just a hair under 200 if you buy it. Yeah. So you're telling me you couldn't have added a third color plate? For another, you know, ten bucks, ten twenty uh, bucks, get a third color in there. Some nicer decals, or some more detail work on there. Maybe a few metal parts. Yeah, something. I mean, I, I, I kind of think it was like we're going to try and you know beat that mechanical or turf stammer they made. That's you know we're going to make it at half the cost and still be just as good. Like no, there's is supremely better. There's also five hundred dollars, but it's supremely better. Yeah, and I think. Real grades have happened since then. And I think these are cool. I just wish, um, again, we don't get a lot of them in a year and they're not necessarily things I would normally buy is, is really it. Like, I'm like, eh, do I need another unicorn? Another Zaku 2? Do you need any of them? No, you don't. Are you going to buy them? Yes, you are. Just move on with life. <laughs> I know. I, I actually really, I think real grades are cool as hell. I mean, I'm working, on a, I'm working on a custom Banshee right now. I'm sitting there building this or painting this kit, realizing how many times have I built this damn thing now? Oh, yeah. There's the unicorn. There's the Banshee. There's the full armor unicorn. There's the Phoenix. Then there's the real grades. Banshee Nord I did, which is basically the same kit, just smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Like this is this is the uh, crossbone gun. I'm all over again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is it. This is it. Um, yeah, which, by the way, this is they've announced they're doing that uh, Gundam, the new Gundam show, Gundam Resonance, not Resonance, Berthanar. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they've come out with a new version of the Phoenix with the Gundam Phoenix with its weird, fancy Epion tails. Oh, guess what, kid? They're going to re-release two shields, two shields, and chrome <laughs> plating. God, that thing, the Dude, master grade on that's going to be pricey. Tails. Master grade on it's going to be pricey. Yeah, they already had that Phoenix master grade. All they got to do is stick two tails on it and guess what? Yeah. Or oh, rename that thing Burkhan. Give us a whole sheet of decals. Do you, do you, do those decals even really work on the gold plating? I've never found, I've never yes. found them work. I, I did it, but I had to use a, a sealant spray. Problem is that sealant spray cut down on the gloss a little bit, so you gotta pick and choose your battles there. Yeah. Well, I mean, losing some gloss isn't the worst thing. But yeah, uh, P Bandai, yeah, the P scourge of the universe. God, see, uh, I appreciate this idea that we wanna we wanna release more of the weird ones, but we don't want to ask retailers to buy like fifteen Zaku mine layers. Yeah. But at the same time, but, it's like, could you? 
could you find a way to get these to me for less than $100 a piece? Well, they're starting to do that with American audiences. I mean, we got that crazy-ass astray with a double sword, which I'm not going to buy. Yeah. My local hobby shop's got a buttload of those things at $90, which nobody's going to buy. Yeah. But they're doing the Avalanche Exion in a couple of months, and they're going to do that in a standard American release, and I'll buy that for $90. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't, but I but yeah, the uh, they're starting to at least pay attention to us. I, I was saying last time I did a gun, we did a gunpla chat, and I was on here. My local hobby store had maybe a Gundam. Yeah. You know, now it's got a, oh, damn near an entire aisle devoted to it. Tons of mass grades, tons of high grades, tons of real grades, lots of SD kits. Now I mean, all sorts of crazy stuff. To the point where I can come in now, like I'm going to, I like the what's the next uh, RE100 they're coming out with the uh, from Charge Counterattack. Uh, I think it's the Nightingale. Or not the Nightingale, uh, the, um, I just had it up. Oh, uh, the, the Yagdoga. Yeah, the Yagdoga. That would be one, I'd kind of like to have that, but I'm not going to order it. Yeah. I'm going to take it and see, okay, well, this show up my local hobby shop, because last time I bought the, um, gun cannon detector, I bought that thing, it shipped to me, and the very next week it was at my local hobby shop. Same thing with the F91. Granted, the F91 sold out in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna keep ordering my, get my pre-orders in for the mass grades. But if it's an RE100 or a real grade or something, I'll wait and see if I can get it at my local hobby shop a tad cheaper, not a lot. Yeah, because they gotta pay for that shipping too. But if they're shipping, you know, fifty of them, it's a little cheaper. Yeah, they, they they can spread that across the whole box. Right. And honestly, it's it's a good thing if you have a hobby shop that you can throw them some money once in a while. Uh, there's one that opened up, um, well, they started near my place and they, then they moved to a weird, like, industrial unit that I don't know how to get to, but, uh, it's got, they, they seem to be able to get P bandais, even the ones that are, like, you know, limited for, it, that would be special order from Hong, in Hong Kong or something. And they actually have right. space to build, including paint booths you can book out. Yeah. Uh, my local hobby shop doesn't have that. It just has aisles upon aisles of model kits, and then aisles upon aisles of model railroad stuff, and then aisles upon aisles of RC stuff. And then like a whole wall of paint, which is where I spend most of my money with them. Yeah. I buy a lot of paint. Well, paint paint's a good thing to get. Paint you, you want to be able to you wanna be well, you want to be able to pick it up and make sure it's the one you want instead of relying on like the PDF of from, you know, Tamiya. It's like, is this the color? Yeah, bought more semi-gloss black. I, I ran out of semi-gloss black, and I'm almost done. No, no, no I need one more can. No, no, no. Ne- never stops. You'll never not need semi-gloss black. Well, you never you never end on the can. Like, okay, this is the last piece, spray finished, up, oh, and the can's empty. Nope, that never happens. It's like no. chips and dip, right? It's like chips and dip. There's always the, yeah. there's always just there's always more chips than dip, and you don't want to open up more dip, so there you go. Yeah. Bullshit. It's all anyway. bunk. I have more painting to do later this afternoon, I might add. Yay, paint fumes. <laughs> no, that's not so much in my face. I'm tall enough. My, well, notice that my hair on my arm gets a little sticky. That's odd and confusing. No, I mean... Or maybe that is the paint fumes. But anyway. <laughs> I, th- I think P. Bandai is doing a really good job of picking things that I would buy, though, more often than not. Like, the, the, maybe that's the frustration for me. It's not that it's a... Well, okay, it is that it's $100. But also, it's like, I would like that one, as opposed to a lot of the Reborn 100s, where I'm like, uh, I could take or leave this guy. Yeah, well, it's just, 
just repaints a good kits. I mean, they don't remake. Okay, they do remake crap kits. Like they took the full armor Gundam and redid it in the blue, despite yeah. the fact that kit's garbage. Yeah, and there's well, they they keep doing weird GM variants, and I'm like, that one might I mean, be nice. I don't care about those GM variants. Like they did that that GM sniper weird variant. That one looks kind of amusing, but it's not anything I'd pay a lot of money for. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, if it weren't a hundred bucks, right? Like if, if this, if, if this was a, like any other gym and it cost you 40. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah, oh, sure. But then they do stuff like Hazel. Okay. I gotta get the Hazel. Yeah. And then they do stuff like they announced the, I just built it. The uh, Shars 3.0 gun. I'm like, I don't need that. And then I saw the pictures of it. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> or they do, you know, after I built the, uh, after I built the, um, I just said it. What the hell? The F ninety one? No, 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 no. The I, the kid I just said before the got him the uh, Hazel. Yeah, the Hazel. They, we're doing a Titans Hazel. Oh, I don't need that. Yeah, it would be neat, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, again, I have super like I have an unhealthy love of the Mark II two There's no such thing. That is an awesome kit. I know it's 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 an amazing kit. So I'm like, well, it is an excuse to buy it again. Like I don't need the Musha two. But I'd get to build the Mark II again, right? No, no, the Mark II. There's no such thing as unhealthy obsession with that kit. That is one of those. I still to this day consider it the best Master Grade ever made because there is no flaws in it. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that kit. Nothing to change. Nothing to change. Right. There's no need to ever make a Mark II 3.0 because you got it. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to change. Nothing to add. Nothing more. I want. And half the time it comes with the cool, like, the, the, it comes with the base that looks like the launch pad on the Argama. So, you know, yeah, it's also nice. It's got a little and diorama. And you can connect the Seda 2.0 to make it even cooler. Yeah. See? See a little, little diorama action. Who doesn't want a little yes. diorama action without having to build dioramas? Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of which, I got to build a, a diorama screen for this next. Anyway. But no, they, I like that they do. They're starting to do things like instead of if you want, you know, that expo only kit, if you want that, you know, clear Zaku. Yeah. They're starting to do that where like, okay, it's only an expo only kit, but we're going to put in the P Bandai web shop, you know, two years after it came out. So. So the people who made a point of going to the hub to Shizuoka feel like they get, they got to get it before everybody else and well before everybody else. But everybody else can still get it. Yeah, eventually it'll find its way into homes. And well, I would argue, you know, I want those people to feel nice. But at the same point, there's a ton of people who go to those shows, buy five of them. Oh yeah, and then put all five of them there. Yeah, the, the scalpers, right? Yeah, right. Like I'm, I, there's, a, I'm buying a hot toy, which is really expensive. <laughs> they announced um, Anakin Skywalker hot toy, specific to San Diego Comic Con. That was dark side, so you get the dark side eyes. You get the the shadow of the flame. He's got a new neat little base that he's sitting on the lava creature. Yeah, but it was only at San Diego Comic Con. I was like, that's bullshit. And then last week they announced, okay, we're going to ship out some too, but you got to wait a couple extra months. I'm like, done. Here you go. Yeah, here, here's the money. <laughs> now that's much more expensive than a master grade, but okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of exclusives, I'm going to I'm going to Japan at the end of September, and so I'm probably going to. Yeah, so I'm probably going to end up grabbing something from Diver City. I don't know. I'm going to have to see what by then the whatever the fall one fall ones are will probably be out. So I'll have to see what's there, or I may just get a You're Chrome. Just gonna sit. Or I should just, or maybe I'll just get a Chrome Bear guy. 
you're just gonna text me pictures of the giant unicorn and say, "Wish you were here," and then I'm gonna want to strangle you to the phone, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be a gallery of me hugging its foot. And then you hold up a little logo that says Jabman. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come to Canada and murder you in your sleep because I'm jealous. Yeah. I don't handle that well, apparently. <laughs> but no, that one that that will be fun. Like I said, I'm sure you're gonna find all sorts of stuff to spend money on. Oh god, yeah. I, I have faith in you're gonna you're gonna go to uh, Shizuoka and like go to one of those stores and go nuts. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be bad. It's gonna be I'm I'm gonna be an Aki and just go crazy, right? Right. Go to Super Potato, that store that has every video game ever made. Yes. And just go like here's an old school, old 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 school video game system for fifty bucks. You're like mine. <laughs> oh man, I could get mine. I could get one of the crazy cool colors of the PS Vita. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about that. But now, they got a virtual boy there in pink. I don't know. <laughs> Do I really need one? Probably not. But, where are you ever going to find another one? Yeah, where am I going to find one of these? Yeah. You're going to text me all sorts of photos, aren't you? Oh, yeah. There's, there's going to be all sorts of things that I just stumble across and find. The problem is, if you do that, I'm going to be like, okay, buy, buy that. I'll, I'll pay it back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll cover that. <laughs> I mean, you know the suitcase, the stuff, the suitcase, you this home, Jeff. I'll, I'll cover that. <laughs> oh. uh, I am so jealous. Oh, you'll, you'll get there one day. You'll get there. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. But yeah, the, the Gumpa world, they like said... Have things improved since the past, I don't know, six years? Absolutely. Oh, I think... I mean... I think it's gotten a lot more uh, I was affordable. A... I think just by the way that, you know, we, you don't have a master grade every month, so that, that's got to take it easy on your wallet. Yes. I mean, it was coming to the point now that they had one every other month. Now with the addition of real grades and the RU100, it's now, what, four or five a year? Yeah, it's... It's a lot more manageable, and the kits are getting better for the most part. I mean, give or take, you know, the Deep Striker. Here's here's my two hundred dollars for. Here's nothing. something we made in nineteen ninety nine that we didn't decide to finish, but we're going to do it now. Yeah, because reasons. And I mean, we're even seeing alternate ways of getting the variants out there, where it's like we're we're just going to sell the add on pack in its own box, not necessarily sell you the whole kit over again. Which I'm okay with. Yep. I mean, they started doing that. Like that's what finally convinced me to get that high new Verkow, and I said, "We're going to send out the the heavy weapon system pack." Like, oh, I don't got to buy the whole kit again, huh? Uh, all right. Yeah. What do you mean decals? Holy crap! <laughs> oh yeah. And I guess but yeah, we we've got a whole new kind of SD kit. It's got a frame. I might buy one of those just to see how it works. I kind of feel like fiddling around with one, and, you know, that they're doing a crossbone, which means I have an excuse to, you know, do a, a paint job and have, like, either, you know, the two or the zero kicking around in SD, because I'm, I'm not uh, like you. I did not buy a, <laughs> I did not buy four Master Grade crossbones and repaint them. Five. Oh, right, you five. <laughs> okay, well, I guess the full cloth I did not repaint, so I yeah. repainted... Three and bought five, but still, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of you, you. You can fall down a rabbit hole for crossbones. <laughs> yeah, 
I could say that about Zaku's too. Okay. But anyway, I'm not obsessive compulsive. No. Much. No. I'm only going to be buying one of the super, wait, no, two super of the, the two of the super ama- amazing Blu-ray boxes for Gundam this year. Just two. Just two. Just, just G and the second half of Orphans. Yeah. I don't know. I'll pass on G. I, I think I'll pass on Double O. I bought the wing one. I'm not quite sure why I did. I bought the exclusion Fancy Dancy box set one, though. Then as G got like, that yeah, was never my favorite, but I, don't, I think I'll, I'm good with the DVDs. The Double O one is a little tempting. Not not the, not the uh, H- Seed HD box? Okay, they announced the Seed HD they're going to give you both the new dub and the old dub on the same disc. Okay, I'll buy that, but still... <laughs> And I still got to buy the second half of IBO, which is still coming out. Yeah, which Funimation is doing a damn good job with. I'm glad they picked it up. I'm, I'm. It's cool what they've done with it. Um, I don't think we're going to get but anything I'm still half through. so fancy for build divers. No, I don't think we are. Nah. But hey, hey, they did that for the uh, the last build divers type show. They got the American or the English dub out of some, the Philippines. And yeah. God, is it all? Oh yeah. Can we stop and talk about how Ron Baral sounds like he's from Texas? Ain't no Zaku, boy. No Zaku. But you know what? If they do that... Oh, there is one more thing we have to hit on. Oh? Thou, which shall not be named, but has been. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are getting a live-action Gundam Legendary Pictures. Yeah. Okay, I guess. And I... Again, it's co-produced. The rabbit hole is open. Prepare to fall. I don't know what to say. It's it's a co-production, which means they're not going to go too far from, I guess, probably something resembling, uh, you know, one-year war Amro stuff, probably. The only thing they've announced for it so far is that it is in the UC timeline. Yeah. So it could be a remake. It could be a new a new show. It could be a new you know, movie instance. It could be new something. I don't know. Yeah. It could be Crossbone Gundam. It's probably not Crossbone Gundam. It's probably, again, I could see them doing something like a one-year war side story, something that's a little more accessible to Americans and also a little more contained so you don't, you aren't on the hook to make like three or four of them. Right. But, I, yeah, could be anything. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and yet terrifyingly concerned at the same time. I'm not sure how to explain that. Yeah. Like, this is this is going to be very, very bad, or it could be amazing. Yeah. But it could be very, very bad. This could be the second coming of G-Savior. Or, but it could be awesome. Could be awesome. And remember, I mean, Legendary I, Pictures is also producing Detective Pikachu. So, I mean, it's not as though they're afraid to do crazy things. Yes, but the the best scene in Ready Player One was that Gundam showing up and having a fight with Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, but at the same time, you're like, can, can we stretch that over a whole movie? And can they make the Gundam move like that? Because that is the best CG looking Mecha I've ever seen. It moves like a badass. Yeah. In fact, it would look, look even better if you had the Zaku's moving slowly and robotic like, and the Gundam just kind of tear it up like that. Just show off just how much. Just show off off how outclassed your average Zaku was at that time. Right. Who knows? Live Maybe action it'll be the seed movie. We're gonna fast forward. You know, four years from now, we're gonna come back and go. I'm gonna either gonna start the episode of like 
I told you it would suck. Or we're going to start the episode. I'm going to go, I told you it'd be awesome. I'm hedging my bets either way. Yeah, we 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 will we will bet on all the colors. We're 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 gonna be that guy that bets on red and black at the same time, right? Yeah, that way I win regardless. That's right. No matter what happens, I'm right. Uh, and and on that note, uh, catch you next time. Through me, all things are possible. I'm right. And uh, remember that this whole episode is sponsored by Humble Monthly. Uh, it's like a Humble Bundle, but it comes to you monthly. Uh, it's cool subscription for digital games. You get a uh, big back catalog of stuff through the vault, discount on everything else in the Humble Store. So, you know, it, 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 your, your $10 goes pretty far every month. So uh, just link in the show notes for our affiliate code that lets us know we sent you and they give us a $10. And then I buy Jeff something for $3. And then that's how this works. Do I get a burrito out of this deal or taco? Probably tacos. Probably tacos. Woo! Tacos! This is it. It's it, This is purely purely for Tex-Mex food. That's what the whole budget's for. <laughs> I'm hungry for tacos. Alright. Well, later. Tacos! I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Works, Sharealike License, version 3.0 International. Visit sbopodcast.com for past episodes and links to subscribe.